Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats fan. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports Page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I'm joined by Dave Nichols from the District Sports Page, Doghouse from Federal Baseball. After the Nationals' 8-2 to loss in Cincinnati, they get swept in the three-game set. Not the best day on the field for the Nationals, but... Dave, first tweet since Miami in late April. Nats went 21 and 8 after that. Finished May 18 and 9. Not fun to watch this weekend series, but a pretty strong stretch by the Nationals if we're to look at the big picture as we try to avoid having to really deal with what happened in Cincinnati. Yeah, you know, losing three in a row to a team that, that had lost eight of their previous nine isn't the best thing in the world, but uh, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, come on. Uh, like we said, they, they were they're 20 and 8. Um, they, they finished May uh, with the best record in the majors for the month. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things. You know, the Nets have always had their trouble playing in Cincinnati. Uh, that was no question, uh, no difference this weekend. Um, you'd like to see, you'd like to see scoring more than two runs when a team gives you six base runners, walks six guys. But um, you know, it's just one of those things this weekend. Uh, over the course of 162 games, you're going to have. Um, some clunkers, and you're going to lose series. And it's the first series the Nats have lost since mid-April. So just talk it up to that and, and move on this week. Doug has Tanner Roark on the mound in Cincinnati today, 19-11 and 37 starts in the majors, 2-6-8 ERA, 2-32, line against the starter after giving up one run in five innings versus the Cubs last Monday. Solo home runs by Todd Fraser in the fourth, Brandon Phillips in the fifth. Both of them crushed two nothing Reds at that point. One strikeout in six innings, effective, but really not striking out batters this year. Three point one six K per nine so far this season after today's outing, down from six two five, six seven one in two thousand thirteen and fourteen respectively. Another solid outing by Tanner Rourke, but some interesting numbers going on there and I don't know if it's just a what they're doing with him moving him back and maybe he's not as effective as he has been because he's been moving back and forth in roles but a decent start and your thoughts on the numbers so far well Roark I think is uh, a command guy when you get down to it his stuff is not overpowering but he's usually been able to spot his pitches pitches pretty well work the ball inside outside up and down and keep hitters off balance by changing his location uh, today, well, he left a couple of balls up, and he got really punished for them. Uh, those, those, those balls were hit fairly well, fairly well hard. But uh, you look at the, the rest of his results on the day, uh, sure, he gave up two dingers, but those were two of four hits he gave up in six innings. Okay, he had a couple of walks, but I, I think one, at least one was to Jay Bruce, possibly both, and I'm not sure I, I can really object to pitching him carefully. Uh, only one K, fine, but Roark is, is not, you know, he, he usually strikes out more than that, but he's not a, a high K guy. So uh, you've you got to say th- this game was, was a horrendous, messy, awful, painful loss for the Nets, and Roark had nothing at all to do with that. He did his job today, even though, as, as you know, the hoary old cliche comes out, he didn't have his best stuff. He got tremendous <laughs> results, and and part of that is that, you know, the the Reds really aren't much better than a league average team. They're probably better than their record so far this season, but they're not, you know, I, I, I hate to say this in an insulting way, they're not exactly the Mets. So, you know, they're, they're probably better than the Phillies, 
but the Nats should have done better in this series, and they, they certainly should have done a little more to support Roark today. Dave on the mound for the Reds. Michael Lorenzen, 2013 first-round pick out of Cal State Fullerton, 1-1, 2-3-5 ERA, 6-2-8 FIP, 2-35, line, and four, four starts before today. Mid-90s heaters can dial it up to 97. Coming off a seven-inning start versus the Rockies, which he gave up just one run. Four walks, four-plus walks, I should note, per inning as a starter. Three in the first three, but he gets nine straight outs between the third, third and fifth. On 26 pitches, not very selective by the Nats there. 12 straight outs after six innings pitched. A frustrating outing for the Nationals against him to that point. They rallied later, which we'll get to in a second. But at that, the Nationals were taken. I don't know if that was a game plan going in to swing early and often on this guy, but a guy who walks four-plus to have that kind of impatient at bats against him was a little frustrating to watch. Yeah, it really was. I mean, uh, there was a period there, uh, I think it was like the, the third or fourth inning, where the Nats had a, had 3-0 and and swung. Uh, had three and zero and swung, and then had two and zero and swung, and you just can't do that to a guy that already given up three or four walks at that point. Um, you're right; it might have been the game plan um, to come in and attack him, uh, but he was not throwing first pitch strikes today. Um, if that had been the case in his previous outings, um, I haven't scouted him, so, so I don't really know. But if, if the scouting report was he throws a first pitch fastball jump on it, that wasn't the case today, and they should have adjusted as they were going. They're professional hitters theoretically, and should be able to adjust. Uh, you know, mid-game mid plan, um, and they didn't do it. They didn't do it the entire game, um, and and, it, and that part might might be might be frustrating. But um, but yeah, you know, the, the Nats faced three rookie pitchers in a row against the team that had lost eight of their previous nine, um, and muster very little offense against any of the three starters. Okay, three of his six walks today came in this final inning of work in the seventh. Walks Bryce Harper and Ryan Zimmerman to start the frame. Wilson Ramos does one of my least favorite things in baseball, swinging at the first pitch after back-to-back walks, lines out to second base. I guess you think you're going to get a fastball there, but nonetheless make him throw one or two before you go and give him an out. Danny Espinosa walked in the at-bat after that to load the bases up and knock Lorenzen out. J.J. Hoover came on, line drive single to Michael Taylor, who once again tries to make us believe that clutch actually exists, drives in two runs to tie it up at two there, another good at-bat from Taylor, and then that finally take advantage of some of those walks. Yeah, and, and this this inning was all the more frustrating to realize that that could have happened in any of the previous four innings as well. Yeah. Uh, just to piggyback on what Dave was saying there, the, the game plan against the guy who gets behind you and you know he can come in to throw you a strike, okay, you try to ambush him 2-0 or 3-0. But if he's having trouble throwing strikes at all, I mean, and, and Ray really had this during the broadcast, he's, he's going to throw you a bad strike. It's, it's not going to be fat because he doesn't have enough command today to throw it fat. So make him throw you 3-1, make him go 3-2. The Nats not adapting their game plan to that was just aggravating. Uh, on the other hand, it was it was awfully nice to see Michael Taylor come through and and get another big hit there, another big WPA for Taylor, which uh, I, I haven't gone back and done the regression on this. I think it may be a jinx. I, I think Taylor being successful may be a jinx. So I, I'm going to have to consult the jinx FAQ and, and see whether there's any precedent here. But uh, you know, it's, it's 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 terrible to see this sort of curse on a young player like this. And I just hope this turns out not to be the case. So I'm going to drink heavily tonight and commune with the Baptist gods and, and see what the ruling is. Set aside some serious time because that jinx pack is a weighty tome at this point. 
save after the uh, Nationals rally to tie it at two. Tanner uh, Roark is out. Aaron Barrett comes on in the bottom of the seventh, doesn't have it again. Gives up a single by Bird after a botch bunt by Billy Hamilton. Leaves a runner on first. Hamilton steals second. Scores on a single by Brandon Phillips. 3-2 at that point. Matt Grace comes on, walks the left-hander, Joey Votto. Todd Frazier doubles in the next at-bat. Jay Bruce with another double. Three runs there, 6-2. They end up scoring two more, 8-2 by the time it's over. That pretty much ended the game right there. Another rough outing from Aaron Barrett. Hasn't looked exactly sharp in the last couple ones. Matt Grace didn't look particularly good either out there. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, You know, Barrett's going through a little bit of a rough patch here. Uh, He was uh, absolutely just murder early, and now it's the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Um, Grace, uh, I'm, I'm afraid that Grace's shelf life might be expiring here um, on his on his first major league uh, sojourn. Um, they're relying on him in big spots um, against uh, heavy-duty left-handed hitters in the middle of the order, and he's just simply not getting the job done. Hasn't gotten the job done the last three or four times out. I know the, the Nats want to have multiple lefties in their bullpen, but right now um, if the guy's not getting the job done, he might need to go back to AAA and, uh, and get his confidence back or whatever. Um, I think that, that part's uh, um, overrated sometimes, but he's just simply not being effective. Um, it probably needs, uh, need a, needs an adjustment period where he's more suited, um, you know, talent more at his level as opposed to coming in and asking to get a team three and five hitters out in the middle of their order. Yeah, as you mentioned, they don't have another option right now in the major leagues. Uh, Sammy Solis currently on the DL. Somebody must have scored in the game days watching as the fans explode there. Sammy Solis is on the DL. Felipe Rivero is back in pitching. I wouldn't be surprised if we maybe saw a switch in the bullpen at some point in the next few days, but nothing coming out of the net so far, so we'll see what they do going forward. Doghouse, I'll go to both of you for this question. Dave, you can answer after Doghouse, but go back to the beginning of this game after hit-by-pitch on Harper that knocked him out of Saturday's game. On Friday night, he took one in the back. Gio Gonzalez hit by two yesterday that didn't seem necessarily intentional. I'll reserve judgment on the first one from Singrani, but Tano Roark sends a message early, hits Joey Votto in the hind quarters in his first at-bat today. It's the lead runner, puts him on, ends up getting out of the inning, but kind of Roark goes out there and exacts a little bit of revenge and satisfies the bloodlust of some of the national fan base out there that wanted to see them respond, even though obviously it didn't do all that much. Uh, is there a question in there? Not really. I'm just teasing. My reaction to that is it, it, it's pointless and unnecessary. All right. He did it the quote-unquote right way, and that he, he basically hit him on, on the on the behind or close to it. So there's, you know, it'll smack against the big muscles, and it, that minimizes the chance of hurting anybody. But, uh, you know, what, what, what message are you sending? You know, uh, I think the, the way you send a message is you win ball games. Uh, and if you can't win the ball games, okay, you got to put your head down and work harder until you can win the ball games. Uh, this tit for tat, I, I, I've never particularly liked it, and the more I see it, the less I like it. Get your thing together, win some games, Nats. Play clean, play hard, and pay attention to the, the, the details of executing the game throughout the game, whether that's taking advantage of a struggling pitcher and not swinging 3-0 if you can't throw a strike, not to go back to that again, or, or any one of a number of things, do that, score more runs. That's, uh, that's how you send a message, not by plunking people. 
Dave, your thoughts on kind of Roark stepping up and doing what a lot of Nationals fans are looking for and kind of standing up for his hitters and plunking uh, Botto there? Well, having been a pitcher uh, when I played uh, and, and a pitcher that was not afraid to uh, use the inner half of the plate, as it were, um, I, I don't mind it. I would have rather seen it with the, uh, nobody on and two outs as opposed to the leadoff hitter of the game. But um, but if you're making a point, um, Vada was the guy to hit. He was the one that got lippy with uh, Harper the other night, and um, and and he got one where he's sick. So, uh, you know, handling it, quote-unquote, the right way, fine. Like I said, I'd rather see it with the bases empty and two outs instead of the leadoff hitter. But um, hopefully everybody, can, everybody, including the teams, can – we can all put this behind us and just play baseball the next time these two teams get together. So I was down in the minor leagues today while the Nationals were losing up in the majors. Anthony Rendon, DH for the Harrisburg Senators. He's gotten a few starts in now. You worried enough about the Nationals' offensive output that you're thinking about rushing him back up here, or do you think the Nationals should continue to take their time with him and make sure he's 100% before he comes up? Jason Worth out of the lineup now on the DL. They could really use an extra bat in there. I'd kind of like to see them make sure Anthony Rendon is 100% before you rush out that good a player. Uh, We we don't want to see the position player equivalent of Strasburg saying and the team saying, oh, his shoulder's fine, let's let's run him back out there and see if he can make a couple of starts. Oops, back, now let's let's go to the deal. Rendon's had a setback already this season trying to come back. Uh, We've gotten pretty decent offense out of the team. Without Rendon, will it be better with Rendon? Oh, absolutely. But I think we've got to take the time, or the team has to take the time to make sure he's 100% and he's not going to aggravate something or end up coming right back to the deal. Get him, get him right before you get him back in. You know, we can use the offense, but you can always use the offense. Uh, that, that's not the, the critical vulnerability right now on the team. Dave, a seven-game homestand coming up. If you're looking for a way for the offense to bounce back, facing a knuckleballer in R.A. Dickey tomorrow against Jordan Zimmerman in Nationals Park, probably not the best way to do it, but I'm sure the Nationals are happy to get home for a seven-game homestand against the Blue Jays and Cubs coming up this week. Yeah, that'll be fun. You know, a couple of pretty good teams. Um, uh, and that's been away for a little bit. So, um, you know, it, you know, like you said, Dickey, not the best uh, – matchup to, to start the home stand off with, but, uh, you know, what the heck, you're going to have to face him at some point, so might as well get it out and get it out of the way. Um, the Cubs will be the fun series. I really think the um, Seahawks team and the Cubs have really done a really good job um, building from within, making a couple of shrewd trades, um, being uh, particularly, uh, um, you know, stingy free agent-wise, but, but building a team uh, centered around a core of young 22, 23, 24-year-old kids that, um, that really know how to play the game. I think the Cubs, um, you know, for the next five, six years are really going to be uh, a fun team to watch and, and uh, quite honestly, the national number one competition in the National League. Yeah, nice baseball when they played against the Cubs and Wrigley, so we'll see what they can do when they face them in the nation's capital. But they got three with the Blue Jays first, some interleague action. Thankfully, no DH, so it's in a national, national league park. But the Nats head home. 28 and 22 on the year after getting swept by the Reds. 8-2 today in Cincinnati. That's all for Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. Hopefully we'll be talking to you guys after Jordan Zimmerman leads them to a win tomorrow night. Go Nats.